Thank you, Gary. All right, I'm going to sit down. Is that all right? That's all right. Awesome. Okay, so <clears throat> I like being a – I'm a straight shooter. I like to be honest. I don't have anything prepared because what I wanted to do was answer questions because I feel like a lot of the group doesn't – some of the – most of the group doesn't know exactly what hip-hop is. I think maybe a lot of you have maybe the wrong impression of what rap and hip-hop is. And I think that me talking for 20 minutes would be really boring. We did that enough at school. So I would honestly rather just answer a couple questions and it'll get me going for a long time. And then when the 20 minutes is up, Gary, just be like, hey, stop talking and I will. So uh, who has a question about hip hop and rap in my experience? Or uh, let me give you an intro first. So first of all, my name is Lee. I go by Leezy the Gifted. I've been writing lyrics for 11 years. I've been uh, making music, recording it for eight years. And I've been producing music for about a year and a half. And what I've learned is that hip hop and rap is a lot more than just a music. It's not just audio. It's it's a culture. It's clothing. It's how you talk. It's it's uh, you know it's where you're from. It's who you interact with. It's a lifestyle. And so I think that a lot of people get the wrong impression from it because there are a lot of you know just like in life, there's a lot of negative influences. There's rappers who talk about things that don't appeal to everybody that you know and there's rappers who do talk about things that appeal to more people so i think um hip-hop rap that genre and that culture is just like america it's a melting pot so you know it's hard to define what is exactly hip-hop and what exactly is rap so yeah if anybody has questions yeah gary what's going on so, if there's an evolution that went beatnik hippies punks yeah uh, hip-hop was there something in between there that I missed? Rock and roll. Well, well that was way back. so, uh, but you know, I want to preframe by saying, I, culture. I, I see yeah, what you're saying. You're coming from. I want to preframe first of all and say I'm no, I'm not like a historian expert, but I know that you know hip hop comes from so many different genres. Right now, there's a lot of rock influences, but it also has come from blues, it's come from jazz, it's come from uh, R and B, uh, and hip hop is now also. Not only did hip hop come from a place, but now all the genres moving forward are influenced heavily by hip hop. So hip hop is kind of in an interesting middle ground to where, yes, it has evolved from certain genres. But I also believe that it's the re it's the driving force behind most of the music going forward now. So does that answer your question? Yes. Perfect. Angela. Yeah. Please. Please. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Many different people, many different ingredients, maybe many different ways of doing hip hop. My question to you would be: What will be your message? What is it? What is it that you want to get across to America in general? So my message that I want to get across to everybody is to always challenge the status quo because I feel as though I never lived my life based on what the majority of people told me to do. And I really want to stress the fact that I don't think any of us in America or the world have to do exactly what the majority of people do. So that's a lot of what my message is all about. It's all about challenging the status quo, be exactly who you are and be proud of who you are and always look to improve who you are. That's what a lot of my music is about. I'm very open in my music. I get very personal. I talk about love. I talk about my life and I kind of try to tie in messages without being too preachy in my music because I still want the music to sound good. But basically my message is always challenge the status quo. Don't do what everybody tells you to do. Do your thing and um, max out at it. So yeah, and you, yeah, you guys were kind of, 
Okay. You answered Michael. You asked the question I'm going to ask. Yeah, he answered it pretty great, so okay. Okay, cool. Yes. What's the difference between rap and hip hop? So my definition is is rap is a skill and it's a it's something used in hip hop. So hip hop is the culture and the music mm-hmm. and rapping is you know the spit in the words and the, and the delivery of it and the songwriting part. So if you take a pop song, right? That would be called pop, but if some, if you hear someone singing, they're singing, which is a component of the song you're hearing. So rap is the the lick. Yeah, it's the component of what goes into hip hop. That's my Definition. You wouldn't say you have rap dancing. You would have hip hop dance. You know, and there's also rap culture, but it's really tied more into hip hop culture. That's my definition. That's great. So you, so basically, you could take you could take any kind of music. Right. There were lyrics to it. Right. Right. And you could take it and you could turn it into rap. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I hear songs that are you would define as rock and roll songs, but the person is rapping. They're not singing, but they're rapping. Jason Mraz does a lot of that. Sure, yeah. Goes in and out. Exactly, yeah. Kind of like the Aerosmith song back, I think it was like in the 80s. I don't know who they did. Uh, Run DMC. Run DMC. Yeah, they yeah. did a collaboration. Right, right. They brought Aerosmith back up on the... On yeah, the exactly. Table. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Fred. Do, do rappers rap off the top of their head, or do they do a lot of planning and, and rearranging, or do they do a combination of both? It, it totally depends. I mean, I personally write my lyrics down and then recite them over and over and over before I record. But there's a lot of other artists such as Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, uh, Meek Mill who don't write their lyrics all the time. They just go into the, the recording booth and they don't go all the way through. They rap a little bit and then they stop. It's called punching in. So they have their audio engineer. They're ready to go and they stop. They listen to it and they go, okay, play me in here and then they'll come back in. So it's all organic. They're not writing anything. So... A misconception is a lot of artists say, oh yeah, I never write anything down. I just go in. And so our, our understanding of that is, wait, you go for three minutes straight or you go for, no, it's they, they'll go for like two, three seconds. They'll have a couple lines and they'll stop and they'll go, okay, let me listen to that over and over. Okay, I got the next line. Go, go, go. So they just, that's how some people do it. I've done that too. It, it totally depends on the artist. Well, when you prepare a rap, how long does it take you? I mean, the, the whole process from coming up to the beginning to mm-hmm. finally say, okay, this is perfect, now I'm going to wrap it yeah. up. Is it like one hour, two weeks? It totally, uh, yeah, that, that depends. For me, all the best songs that I've written, and by best I mean in my opinion, my favorite ones that I've done, th- take the shortest amount of time. I don't really, I don't, I don't put that much, I don't overthink my lyrics. I don't put a lot of thought into them. I, I just, it's all habit. It's, it's, I just rap exactly what I know, uh, and I don't like to I don't know, I just don't revise what I do, I just write it, you know, and it takes a really great beat also, like if the beat isn't very good, I'm not going to write to it, and so um, you've asked about the process, so I don't just write lyrics, I also make the beat, so I play piano, so I make the entire song, make the whole beat, the drums, and then I write the lyrics, and so because of that it takes longer, but to answer your question, usually my best songs take under an hour to write, if it takes more than that, it's not, a, it's not good, I don't even use it. Kind of like off the cuff. Yeah, exactly. Like this speech, I didn't even prepare a speech today, and I feel like it's going pretty well because I just am <laughs> on the fly. So, so yeah, I I, I I like to not take too long. Yeah, and and to you know and to really drive that point home, I work with a lot of artists, and the most common theme that I see with artists is when they take too long because they're perfectionists, and I think that that point drives home with 
everyone here has nothing to do with music. If you take too long to overthink and plan and plan and plan and plan, but you don't execute, then what's the point? So I just I think personally perfectionism is the most overrated concept that we've ever come up with. I think it's it's worthless to be it's quantity over quality the way I personally think of it. So there's more important like you're asking about how long it takes to write. There's so many more important parts of the song than how complicated are the words or how complicated are the messages. The messages can be deep without being complicated. The song can be great without being intricate. So I don't, I, I don't know, I want everyone to think about that too with whatever business you're doing. Don't think too much, just execute and go after it, you know what I mean? I just want to add to that, I, I love what you had to say. Thank you. Uh, for me personally, what I've learned is my best work that I do is spontaneous. Mm -hmm. I can think about spontaneous. it. Spontaneous. I can think about it, but if I start working at it, it doesn't come. If I, if I can think about it, then one, at one moment happens and there it is. Exactly, yep. I agree with you 100%. So. We call it channeling. Channeling, okay. When you get in a group like this, you get yourself open up enough, you're prepared, you're prepared, you get yourself open up enough, and then the group starts funneling through you. Yep. The starts funneling through you. you yeah. The next line that's coming on, and you're not attached to it. Right. You know, when you get attached to it, you become that preacher at the, at the pulpit. I agree. Totally agree, yeah. Um, oh, yes, Raylene. Yes, so I find it very difficult to put a presentation together and be able to follow it and say what I really want to say. Mm -hmm. But your approach, ask me questions. Yeah. If you ask me a question, I can answer the questions right. over and over. I was a hairdresser for years, right. and so it was each, each person yeah. sat down and they would communicate to me whatever was going on with them, and so I had these little instant conversations. Well, maybe they took two hours, but, <laughs> but it, was, it was just so spontaneous. And I can do spontaneous, and it's very comfortable. Right. And so, yeah, so the next presentation I'm going to be is going to be just like this. Yeah. Yeah. I got the um, I got the idea actually. I saw Kanye West. For those of you who don't know, he's a hip hop artist and producer. You probably know him. He's pretty popular in, in culture. So, so Kanye West did a talk at Oxford University, and he walked up and it just did the same thing I just did. I copied this from him. He goes, "I didn't really prepare anything. I'd really like to just have a string of consciousness off of a question off questions." One kid asked a question. He talked for forty five minutes because he just goes like that so I thought okay I'll, I'll just do the same thing he did so oh, yeah oh yeah uh, I want to know why they wear their pants low <laughs> 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 is, is that because of the music because they all have yeah. to have a front pocket yeah I, I personally I do it yeah okay so Matter if they listen to rock music, hip hop, they all are like so much got the booty showing it. Right. So, you know, I mean. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's a part of their generation. Right. Well, it is part of their generation. Right. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that's interesting in society is how much are we are conformists and how much are we are rebels. Mm. And so there's a component of that that says if we're totally rebel, we have revolution. If we're totally conformists, we're automats, you know, going through this thing. And so when I look at this, the, the aspect of using art as a societal um, commentary or reflection, I see that balance between creativity and the ability to say, hey, we don't have to accept, accept status quo. We can stretch outside the box. I, I, I don't have to be the way everybody else 
is, right. I can step out to the back. At, at the same time, we have certain norms that we mm. try to stake within the rhyme. That if a person's too rebellious, we have a place called prison. We, we put them in because yeah. they're not <laughs> the laws of the land. And right. So I think one of the interesting things in art is how much do you stretch out of the norm? You know, and I was inspired by this group to watch this the series on uh, Picasso. And um, okay. and it stretched me out of my norms. I'm like, who's this guy? What's he doing? He's, he's creating new art. He's had this thing. It's like, and then I'm thinking, well, who decides what's good art? And all of a sudden, I realized it was money, right? If, if somebody buys it and willing to pay a lot of money, that's good art. You know right, what I mean? yeah. And yet there were these um, critics that could say, no, I think this is good art. I think this is not good art. And yet yeah. what's interesting to me as a a predominant left brain thinker, you know, the scientific component of it, mm. is branching into the right brain and saying, well, who am I to judge what is right and what is wrong and what is correct and what is, you know, rebellious versus conformity. Right. So when I look at rap, I see this this really creative expression that says, you know, I'm going to comment, you know, I, I think predominantly started off as a societal comment mm -hmm. that says, hey, no. Yeah. I'm going to say things that are going to rock okay, I'm the away. shit. Right. right? And the conformists went, oh my gosh. But the hippies didn't because they said, hey, this reminds me of the 60s. Right. <laughs> this is that, yeah, that's what we were doing. Right. Well, what they, yeah. could, what they can remember of the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to add one little thing. I, I, I put on fashion shows for a group. I won't say which one it was. But I, I'm a realtor. At any rate, I put on a couple of fashion shows, and the last two fashion shows I put on, I used rap music. And boy, did I get blowback. Oh, really? Okay. Nobody wanted me to use it, and I love rap. I just love hip-hop and rap. And I, I insisted, and I threw three or four pieces in there, and they made Nate, remember Nate? Yeah. He's since passed away. They made Nate go find a clean version. In other words, uh. they wanted the words all blocked. <laughs> yeah. But I just absolutely insisted, and I wanted the original words in there, because most of the time, if you're not really into it, and you're not really listening, you don't always hear all that stuff. Right. But they made him go find the, the clean version. Right. But I told him, I said, I'm not doing it unless we can I like, I like the same. Cool. Yeah, Angela, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and then also to what he was just talking about, oftentimes when we hear people speak, we often think, okay, how does this apply to me? How does this apply to my business? What can I take away from this? Right. And some, you know, a lot of this is thinking, oh, we can just be spontaneous with our presentation. No, don't do that. Right. Do one of the, you know, it's, it's, um, some things work for some people, right? But then there's some things you do have to take into account for our business when you talk about being prepared, being organized, having an outline, but leaving room for spontaneity. Yeah. Yeah. Spontaneity. I think that's it. You got it. Yeah. I think you got it. Yeah. You guys uh you guys touched on like a bunch of points. I want to like just throw my two cents on a couple. Number one, um with, with who 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 can critique art? What it what is good art? I think that art is completely subjective. I think we have to we we got to be I'm very clear on what is art subjective. But then what is it that I'm personally trying to do? Do I just want to be a subjectively great artist? Because if that's the case, I'm just going to be living at home the rest of my life. So I need to put a, I need to put a twist of objection to it. Meaning I have to, if I want to do this, I've got to build a business out of it, and I've got to I got to generate income. So there has to be yes, it's subjective, but there has to be some 
you know, objections to it as well. And I think that's something that the the creative world gets really, really, really lost on. It's, you know, I, I don't know in most worlds, but in rap and music and where I'm at, we get lost on that. A lot of us, you know, just say, oh, this sucks or this artist isn't good. It's like, first of all, you have no idea what good and good isn't because it just depends on who's listening. So I really like that you talked about that because really nobody can critique it. But then what you said, well, if someone pays a lot of money for it, it's good. You know, that that's a good point. That's not a bad point. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of you know, there's artists out there who who have made a lot of money that that people don't like and they say they aren't good but they're millionaires so what are you who are you to even say if they're good or not because there obviously is people who like what they do uh so i i i I really like that you that you that you touched on that so yeah two minutes to rap two minutes to rap one of your tunes that's what i was going to ask can you give an example one of my tunes okay here i'll sure i'll stand up for this part (laughs) okay no, no bad. There's no bad words. It's okay. No, you don't have to shut the curtains. Okay, cool. So this is a this is a little spoken word. There's no beat required for it. It's called. No, 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 no beat. <laughs> Glad you're ready. Okay, so <clears throat> I was a young boy on the playground, hearing that I was round, wishing that I could be found. I heard a sound. It had a clap and a boom. I moved my feet, bobbed my head, then I was in an empty room. By myself, no one else, with no help. That was life. And I wondered why I was white, but I liked what was called black. And I still wonder why white is good and black is bad. Man, that is whack. But I still felt trapped. Because once my eyes opened, I saw a room full of white, but I felt broken. After school, I chose to participate in dance classes at New Style Motherload. I was saved. Black accepted white. I was far from liked. I was loved. Rejected at private Jewish school because they thought I wanted to be cool. Life was just so damn confusing. Always felt that I was losing. Except when I left OHDS. If Oakland Hebrew Day School taught me one thing, it was how to stress and that I could never be the best. See, they told us they wanted us to succeed. Taught us how our Jewish forefathers used to bleed. Why we light eight candles to celebrate the Maccabees. And how Mordecai never followed the royal decree. I'll say it loud. When as of my ethnicity, I'll say I'm Jewish and I'm proud. So yeah, I've looked in the mirror. I know I'm not black, even though I hoop and I rap. And I used to watch a lot of BET, but my mom would never let me watch MTV. But when she wasn't home and I was in the house alone, I would let the images of cars and necklaces fill my dome. Arrived at school dressed like what I saw. I didn't own a belt. I wanted to show my drawers. The, teach- <laughs> <laughs> the teachers would gasp. The kids would all laugh, but they didn't understand that my clothes was part of a costume and a mask. And when I got to high school, I discovered the pen and the pad. And ever since, I've seen a glimpse of what I could be. Didn't have to be from the streets to participate in rhythm and poetry. So say what you will about my resume, but hurry it up because I got some more bread to make. Thank you.